at the end of the day, like humans, we connect with other humans when we feel like we can relate to them. And we relate when people share their successes, but I think we relate more so when we share our struggle and our failure and the journey that it took us to get to this place. And we still don't say like, we've got it all figured out, but to, you know, to be totally open and honest and say like, this is where I'm at right now. And this is how I got here. And this is where I'm going. This is Getting to Yes, the podcast with leaders from all walks of life, exploring their successes, mistakes, and lessons learned in influence and persuasion. Getting others to say yes, and then taking an insight or two to help them achieve even greater things. Stories are the best vehicle to get people to grasp complex topics. And since we can't sit around a campfire to share stories one-on-one, video has become today's preferred channel to not only share your story, but also get your message out there. The core premise behind the Getting to Guess podcast is to share lessons learned in influence and persuasion, and how to get others to say yes and buy into our ideas, our mission, our beliefs. And that's why I'm so excited about today's conversation with my dear friend, Ryan Corral, an amazing documentary filmmaker and the founder of Tell Studios. He's also a prolific educator and content creator at Studio Sherpers and hosts a weekly podcast for corporate filmmakers wanting to start and grow their own video business. On a more personal note, he loves watching The Office, eating Reese's peanut butter cups, hugs his wife's and his three kids, although not necessarily in that order. Ryan, welcome to the show. Uli, thanks so much for having me. What an intro. I don't think anybody's ever used the word prolific when introducing me. So I'll take that and run with it. Well, you have been in this business for over a decade doing thousands of videos for yourself, for clients. You've been up to episode 300 with one of your podcasts and you have multiple podcasts, etc. And I've come to know you as somebody that's always very generous with his advice, with his help. You've helped me launched this podcast and really great, very grateful for that. So as the chief strategist at Tell Studios, you have conceived, directed, and executed literally thousands of videos over the last decades. What's been your unique view on what makes a compelling video a compelling story? Yes, I have. I definitely have opinions. <laughs> I'm not afraid to share them. I, I would say the the biggest thing that I've been able to experience, I'm, I'm so grateful to have been able to be in this industry for so long. And I've interviewed just tons of people and we've told tons of stories. And the most interesting, the most compelling, the most powerful experiences that we've been a part of is when people share their heart and their soul. And we've summed that up into their story. Like, who is it? Who are you? What makes you tick? We talk a lot to founders and business owners. And to be able to sit across from a founder and for that person to share why they started this this service or why they offer this product, like what, where, where this dream came from, because for most of them, it was this, something happened in their life. They had an epiphany. There was a moment in time where they felt like they could make the world a better place because of this thing. It wasn't because they wanted to make a ton of money and grow a huge business. It was like, Hey, I, I really believe that this thing can help 
people. And when you get somebody sharing their deepest desires and their why, that's powerful and it's super compelling and it's it's way better, in my opinion, than creating flashy, salesy marketing videos. And there's lots of cool stuff out there that's like, wow, that looks so cool. Man, that sounds awesome. And, and that stuff is fine and it has a place in a sales process or whatever. But at the end of the day, like humans, we connect with other humans when we feel like we can relate to them. And we relate when people share their successes, but I think we relate more so when we share our struggle and our failure and the journey that it took us to get to this place. And we still don't say like, we've got it all figured out, but to, you know, to be totally open and honest and say like, this is where I'm at right now. And this is how I got here. And this is where I'm going. Like, those are the things that move me and get me to want to lean in and learn more. Yeah. That's great, great insights there from literally thousands of interviews. I know that a lot of folks are hesitant to put themselves out there. Why do you think that is? And what's your advice to overcome that obstacle? <laughs> the age old question. I interviewing so many people, we've had to like arm wrestle some founders and just say like, your, your story needs <laughs> to be told. Like you have to get on camera. It boils down to this very simple, like if you believe that your message matters, if you believe that your product or your service, your end goal, if you believe that that is so important, then you need to just get out of the way. And, and I'll, I'd be the first to say like, for as many videos as we've filmed other people. I mean, I've probably been in that many just with my own show and content that we create for our own marketing. But there have been so many times where I'm just like, man, I don't like what my face looks like. I don't like my hair. It's just a struggle with the beard today. You know, just like whatever insecurities that I have with the way that I look or how I sound or my energy level or whatever those things are, things that maybe I heard a long time ago, somebody said something about the way that I look or the way that I come across. And I've, I've kind of hung on to that, that essentially like that lie that really isn't who I am. And, and, you know, I'm selling wherever I go, I'm selling something, right? Because I believe in a lot of different things. And so I'm trying to share those things with other people. And I don't have a problem. Like if you and I are, are hanging out at a coffee shop, I have zero problem telling you what I feel, how, how, how important I think video is, but then, you know, put me in front of a camera and mm -hmm. put a bright light on me. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, well, maybe I don't believe in it that much. It's like, that's not true. Like, I still believe in that. So it's really just like, get over yourself. And it's easier said than done. But I think that comes with a lot of reps. And I, and I would say if there was one good thing that came out of the pandemic, it was that we were forced to be on Zoom calls and do video conferencing like we never did before. There's a comfortability today where we're just kind of like used to being on camera, which I, I feel like is a gift to so many because there's just a huge hurdle that we've overcome to say like, okay, you're, you're closer to being able to really share your heart and your soul with, with your audience or your people or whatever to, to try to show them and tell them like why you care, why you think that this is important for them to, to learn. So moral of the story is we're, we're just, we just care too much about ourselves and we forget about the importance of our message. So if we can forget ourselves and just say, I, I need to get this thing, I, I need to tell as many people as possible and to have a video 
that can live on your website or live on social media forever that 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 and, and tell your message and share that like with you while you're sleeping that that's a pretty powerful opportunity that we have yeah absolutely it reminds me of a recent interview with dr laura salia where she said the same thing as a kid you don't think twice being on the stage but suddenly when you're an adult there's all this extra baggage that rides along with it and suddenly you get self-conscious and you worry about what your peers are saying much more than what your actual customer or clients are, are thinking yeah so how do you then actually ditch the average marketing the flashy marketing the the one that's maybe not based around storytelling and deliver emotional experiences that get audiences to lean in, to connect and really take action. What's the magic sauce that you found with Tell Studios? What do you tell your clients? When I'm sitting, you know, if it's a sales call or whatever, and for us, it's, we just try to ask as many questions as possible. Like, what's the end goal here? What do you really want or need? And what is success? And depending on how they're already marketing their thing, they everybody probably would think, I would assume that everybody's like, oh man, I wish I had a video that could do this for me. I don't want to be on the video. When, you, when you're working with a brand, it's like if you feel a connection, if you've got two, two options in front of you, brand A or brand B, and one feels more personable, or personal, I'm not sure which word to use there, but if one feels <laughs> like you, you that that's going to be the connecting point. It's not like all the flashy stuff. It's like, what makes you feel like I trust this company more? And, and, it's, and it's a person. It's like somebody being real. It's not actors. It's not, you know, flashy graphics. It's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I, I can see myself connecting with this person because of they're just being authentic. So it just makes it really easy for us to not convince, but when, when you lay those options before someone, it's like, okay, like, yeah, we could have something really flashy. And again, I think the flashy stuff has a place in a sales funnel, but when you're really trying to build trust and build connection, people need to, to know that you're human, that even if you're a massive brand, that it's like real people that work there that you don't. You're not like a Fortune 100 company that doesn't care about the people that it works with. It's like if you can showcase that and create that with video, you're winning. Ultimately, it even goes beyond video. Video is just the digital manifestation of you telling a story and connecting with one single person one-on-one. -on -one. I'm always going back to, well, when you're interacting with your spouse, when you're interacting with your kids, it is oftentimes about storytelling to explain certain concepts, to get people to trust you, to see you as the authority, and then take the action that's we know in their best interest. So becoming a master storyteller and knowing what stories to tell is probably one of the key skills in life, not just business, in order to, to be more influential and to be seen as a leader. So. Pivoting to that, what kind of stories do you feel people, leaders, businesses need to tell? Uh, you alluded to the origin story or how did you overcome the struggle and then move forward? But are there other stories that you found are really helpful or what, what is supposed to be in this marketing mix? Is it three stories? Is it five stories that you need to have at your disposal? What's your thought there? 
Yeah, I think you just need to hire me for endless stories, like a forever retainer. That's what that's what every business needs. Your story is incredibly important. That's your differentiator. That's the piece that it's you. And so if somebody saw your story and then they got to see another founder and they, they saw their story, at that point, if they don't connect with you, that's fine. That's great. Let them work with or hire the company that they connect with. Because I don't want to work with people that don't get me or that don't understand the brand or that don't like my values. I, I want to work with people that get it. And you're not better or worse if you don't. There, there are so many other companies out there that are going to be a better fit for you. Uh, my friend Jim taught me the phrase in sales, like, you know, get a no as soon as possible, which maybe that's like your next podcast when this one is over. But get on with your life. If, if, we can, if we both realize that we're not the best fit for each other, like let's just figure that out as soon as possible so that both of us can kind of get on to the rest of our lives. I think that uh, case study testimonial, like transformation stories of the people that you work with, those are so great because it positions your client as the hero. And, and instead of like trying to sell yourself and say, oh yeah, we're so great. We've done X, Y, and Z. Here's a story of Sam. Here's what we did with Sam. This was their problem. This is how we helped them through the problem. And look at them now. They made this much money or they closed this many new clients this year. And that, that stuff is like, I mean, it's just gold. You're sharing the success that, I mean, essentially your company, the expert in this, in this whole thing has helped somebody else achieve. It's not sleazy. It's like, here we are, here's what we've done. And, and, and if you can get your clients, your success story, like those people saying those things, it's like, man, that's, that's even better, right? Oh yeah. Ryan said they, they worked with this guy, Sam, and they did this, but yeah, did he really, uh, to get Sam on camera to say, yeah, no, uh, Ryan's team was amazing. They're super nice. But more than that, we had a goal of hitting $2 million in revenue this year. And the video that we used as part of the campaign, we did it. That, that speaks volumes. So I would say your story is really important to tell. But if you're trying to sell something, to be able to build out some, some video testimonials, transfer the transformation that you helped create. Not, not like, oh, Ryan's great. Look how handsome he is. He's so good to be around during the production. Like, that's garbage. Like, if I am interested in hiring somebody, sure, that's, a, that's like a bonus. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I'm, I'm, what's in it for me? Like, I, I need more sales. I need more leads. I need more uh, uh, uh employees, like retention, like there, there's a lot of things that I need in my business. And if you can tell me that you can help me with that stuff, like, or that you've had people that have had success in those areas, that's, that's going to be a lot easier for me to say, yes, let's do this. Let's move forward. Where do, where do I click? Where do I sign up? Yeah. When we work with our clients and I try to get testimonials for their website and all the testimonials are generic, oh, friendly, nice, prompt attention and mm. at the end yeah you should that be is not what moves somebody to to move forward you know that's par for the course you know what i what i want to know is what was the transformation so we take our clients to an exercise okay you write your own perfect client testimonial and what does it need to sound like what does it need to speak to and when you're actually forced to write your own testimonials then you have to think about well what is it actually that I want them to appreciate? What is it that I actually want them to say, which then sets the stage? Okay, now take this testimonial, go to your client saying, hey, can you write me something like this? In your case, you had this and this transformation. Can you embed it this way? 
and you automatically get so much better testimonials because now it's focusing on the ROI, on the, right. the key metrics that a prospective client patient needs to hear to engage with you. Totally. So good. So we talked about what stories you should be telling, which prompts then my next question, what types of marketing videos do you feel every business should be recording? And I know it's not just that one video I browsed on your website and I came inspired mm -hmm. by those FAQ videos. So do you want to unpack this? Yeah. When you're selling something, there's, you know, you've got your sales funnel, you've got top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, and there's videos that, that can be done in, and I would actually like, I was thinking about this as we're recording. I think you had mentioned that you're not going to use video. You're not going to use this video, but for me, I'm like, Uli, this is like a great top of funnel show for you to be be bringing on other experts, people that are prolific, and just sharing that for for people to see you. I mean, you're you're like a smiley guy, handsome. Look at that goatee. It's like, yeah, uh, we both have beards. Those are some of the those are some of the the elements that people build those initial impressions and build that trust. And if you seem likable, that's that's going to get people to to be like, oh, okay, like okay, tell me more. Like I want to know more in a good segue is we started doing these FAQ videos where it's like on any website, you should have FAQs on any, in any sales process to save time again, so that you can get a no as soon as possible. If somebody can read through our FAQs and find something that's like, Oh, that's well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work for us. Cool. Then don't book a discovery call with my team. Don't take the next step so that we're not on a discovery call. And, and then in that call, we're going through the same FAQs because, you know, you've got questions, but to be able to create those opportunities to save time. And then also it, it can help accelerate the whole sales process. If you're going through, you know, objections that your clients typically have and addressing those. And so we just figured out a formula that is super easy, very, very simple. I tell people, Hey, we can do these, come to our studio. We're based in Detroit, Michigan, come to our studio. We'll, we'll make these look awesome and we'll knock them out. You'll get a, all of these videos within a week. And then you can start using them. Even if you don't have a website ready, you can put them on YouTube. Uh, you can put them in the signature of your emails as you're send, sending emails out. So you can start sharing these things almost immediately that will help close sales faster. That will help avoid people booking discovery calls and save you time. The, the alternative is you can just grab your iPhone and or your smartphone if you don't have an iPhone. Uh, you can <laughs> grab your smartphone and th throw it on a <laughs> throw it on a tripod and shoot these yourself. Like these don't have to be highly produced. You don't have to have fancy music. They, they, it's just really like let me communicate what we do, what we don't do. Let me help you with all of the questions or a lot of the questions that we get asked all the time. And, uh, it, it's, it, it builds another, it's another point to build trust and connection with your people. Cause you're showing your face or somebody from your team's face. It's an opportunity for them to see and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. And like for us, the FAQs that we make, we're, we're a little sarcastic. We're a little bit goofy and we want to infuse that into our FAQ videos. Again, Everything might line up on all of the questions that we answer in the FAQ. Somebody might say like, yeah, those, those, those check all the boxes for us, but we can't stand the personality of these videos. Like they're, they're like not taking themselves too seriously. Hey, 
If somebody watches the FAQ videos and sees that we're a little bit goofy and doesn't want to hire us, that's amazing. That's a win for me because that's what you're getting. When you hire us, we're, we take business seriously and we're going to do everything that we can to get you the biggest ROI and create amazing videos for you. But if you're like really serious and stuffy and whatever, we're, we're, we're not going to... I'm not going to have fun. My teams, they're going to be like, oh, man, like ooh, a little hard to work with. If you can appreciate that, then, then we can be a good fit. But if it turns you off, so it, being able to infuse your personality in something as simple as a 30-second, 90-second, hey, I'm going to tell you why people might not do video, like in, to vamp on that for 90 seconds. And if it works, awesome. If it doesn't, then move on. Yeah, it, it reminds me that, and I learned this during uh, some of the speaker training that I took last year, that the majority of the communication is actually not the words that we speak. It's the intonation, it's the facial features and all the other stuff that when you look at it, 85% or, or 57% is of the communication is nonverbal. And that's what they're judging you on. And so your quirkiness, how you look, how you pause, how you think, how you deliver it, the attitude, the sassiness, that all plays into the delivery that has nothing to do with the information that actually right. gets transferred. And the powerful move is that even though you talk about, let's say, why somebody may not want to do video, there's an underlying subconscious message. I like how the guy delivers this. I like to do FAQ videos like him. And even though the question was about something else and the answer, there's something else that people take away from these videos that as you said, build brand, build the perception, allow people to get a sense of who you are, who you are as a person. And I guess I'll revise my earlier statement that I'm not going to use this video because I definitely will use this video because it reminds me of this other psychological effect, the mere exposure effect. And independent of if somebody agrees with you or not, just if they keep seeing your face and you see your presence, they will start building an affinity. And there's a story that I remember on Instagram, there was somebody, my wife's friend, and she had a YouTube channel and I kept seeing her videos. And it's something I'm totally not interested in. But she kept going it after it. And after two months, I still didn't, you know, believe in the topic, but I respected her as a person because she said she's consistent. She knows what she's talking about it. I'm not her avatar, but for the people that are, I would wholeheartedly recommend her because she sticks to her gun. She's consistent and she's convincing. That's so good. So I got you to a yes. Um, that, that's amazing. Well, one of the things that you suggested, maybe you know, we should have as part of these podcasts, one of the question is, what was your biggest no? And how did you handle it? So I'll let you stew on that a little bit. But where can people go to learn more about what you and your team are doing? You mentioned these one day shoots where people come out to your studio in Detroit, but you offer so many other services, including uh, more affordable online things if people don't want to travel to Detroit. Um, so share that. Yeah. I mean, you can check out our work, which is fun just at tellstudios.com. And, you know, we work with a bunch of different industries and we have, <laughs> we have a lot of fun. Uh, if you're interested, if you go to tellstudios.com slash secret formula, I, I, there's a downloadable PDF there that 
dives into these FAQs and how you can do them with your smartphone. So we even talk about like camera positioning. There's a couple of like gear suggestions if you want to kind of up level your own video production of, on a very tight budget. It's crazy the kind of stuff that you can get. We have a few suggestions on there and just where to position things and how to deliver these. We even have a template for scripting these out. Uh, so you can download that at tellstudios.com slash secret formula. Yeah, we'll put that into the show notes for everyone to to access. I downloaded it and it's amazing. And just in the process of browsing your website, I feel inspired to do more video because I can see, wow, this is how videos can be engaging, exciting, quirky, slightly different because I realized we all try to come across as authentic and authoritative, mm -hmm. but nobody wants to see somebody that's so serious all the time and takes themselves too serious. I, we want to see people that are excited about their mission, excited about the transformation they bring into people's life. A lot of our clients are integrative and functional medicine doctors that they need to persuade, convince clients to say yes to themselves. Because obviously if the patient mm -hmm. doesn't say, yes, I want to get healthier, then the doctor can't do anything and nothing ever happens. So getting people to say yes to themselves, getting them motivated to take that first step, and ultimately can't do this one-on-one, -on -one. you have to do it in a more scalable manner with videos. So I am super excited to get back in the game and, and do more videos and expose more people to the importance of what you and other podcast guests are doing. So thank you so much. Ryan, for being on the show, sharing your wisdoms. Any final words uh, that you want to part with? Yeah, so I didn't think I was going to be able to answer that question earlier. What was the biggest no uh, I ever got? But I, and I'm super optimistic person, so I feel like any time that I, I, don't, I feel like when people say no, I, I just sort of feel like they're saying yes. Not really. But I think the, the biggest no that I ever have gotten was a long time ago. It was probably about, 18 years ago when I was really getting excited about video and I was the job I was working, they had bought me a video camera and a computer to start creating some promotional stuff, but that was just a very small part of my job. But I was just like, man, how can I do this more? I applied at, at, a, at a, for a job as a, as their main video producer. And I was really excited about it. I really thought I was going to get the gig and I had, you know, multiple meetings with, with their team and they said, no, and I was shocked. My jaw hit the ground. I was like, what are you talking? Like everything that they described that they're looking for, like I fit the bill here. Like, and, and I'm going to be the cheapest salary employee. Cause I'm, I'm just, I'll do this for peanuts. I'm so excited. That no led me to creating my own business 17 years ago. And so had I not received that no, uh, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. So I'm really, really grateful. And for, I, I guess uh, the world wouldn't be able to tap into the magic of Ryan Corral and all his wisdoms, you know, things that you teach aspiring filmmakers that want to make this their, their main gig. And mm -hmm. obviously folks like us that, that want to be more persuasive, more influential in their life. So I love that story, Ryan. And thank you so much for being on the show. And we'll see you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Uli. This has been a, been a lot of fun. Appreciate it. I trust this episode was inspiring and that you'll join me for a new episode each and every week. 
And if you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you are listening. And feel free to share it with colleagues and friends. I'm your host, Uli Iselo. See you next week. Thank you.